0: Hey guys, welcome to Bag and Broadcast episode number 509. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week.
2: Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out January 25th, 2023.
0: Was it weird to hear you say 2023? Holy cow. Uh, and then we always follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic, and last week we took a look back at the year that was 2022, and uh, this week we're going to be taking a look forward to that year that John just said, 2023. It's our annual look forward show, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Even though we're, we've been doing this for like three weeks already, it's fine. Hey, Pa, I see you got a can open and you're reading it. What you got there? I have, it just says, an ale brewed with blueberry
1: and natural maple syrup. This is coming from Ellicottville Brewing Company, and this is their blueberry and maple pancake. Uh, Last week, we had that from Southern Tier, their maple beer, uh, which was very good, but very, very maple-y, like very maple syrup. This has that kind of biscuity malt to it, but that maple is throughout, and it's a decent maple syrup flavor. It's not as big and bold as that uh, Southern Tier French Toast. That's what it was. Uh, was, But I'm kind of enjoying this just a slightly, a little bit more because it's not so big maple syrup. Like this is a more relaxed, easier to drink version of that uh, French Toast beer, I think, from Southern Tier.
2: They have a version of this beer, Paul, too, that is aged in maple barrels.
1: Mm-hmm. So, an aged Ellicottville beer. Didn't know they. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, I didn't know they did any kind of barrel aging at uh, Ellicottville. Is that like their first one, or is it just something so infrequently done that.
2: No, they do it quite often. And I believe you had their barrel aged pumpkin one year on the podcast.
1: Paul, check your untapped. Wait, Ellicottville? Ellicottville. Okay. Don't, Don't remember it. Must not be worth the price, John. Fourteen ninety nine is not a bad <laughs> price. Uh, I'm drinking. He said what he
2: said.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm drinking from Brewery Omegang. Their Noma Gang. Their Belgian style blonde uh, which is back under their OMG, or, yeah, OMG series. Nine and a half percent, and for nine and a half percent, drinks incredibly smooth. It's got that Belgian yeastiness to it, kind of a nice little fruit complex taste that goes with it. Uh, this is—it's it, nice. It's a—it's a very nice beer. Nine point five percent though, in a sixteen-ounce can is is a big. Uh,
0: yeah, that's a lot for a blonde ale too, because usually I'm used to blondes being a little bit, a little bit lighter, a little bit like crispier, a little bit crushable.
2: Yeah. Uh, but this is definitely very good.
0: Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, I am also drinking a blonde ale. Mine's coming from Edmonds Oats out of Charleston, South Carolina, and this is their Pineapple Sunday. Uh, right at a cool 5% ABV. This is a blonde ale brewed with lactose and then had pineapple and vanilla added to it. So it's a very, like, crispy blonde right up front, and then you get a little bit of that pineapple fruit and like that like that vanilla like with the lactose on the back end Um, it's a very light delicious beer I don't know if I would pick up another four pack of this Uh, I don't mind it but I think a lot of the stuff I've had from Edmunds Oast I drink it I like it it's fine but there's nothing that I've ever been like oh wow I absolutely love this I need to have more of it They're, they're just decent beers I think John got his next beer. We're yeah, going with yeah. him on a trip as he's walking around with his, uh, <laughs> his oh, He must've
1: been going out to the news garden. I think, I think I did see him go out to the news did, garden. Did, did he get he, to the,
0: did we go to the trailer tree? He, he came back to the table with, with his harvest. Yeah. Cause he did. So we had a few trailers come out this week. Uh, Cause we're about to head into the weekend in geek. Uh, I don't know where you guys want to start. Do you want to go with the one that we've been waiting for the longest to yeah. discuss? Yeah. Because uh, finally announced, finally confirmed, finally has a release date coming out on Hulu is Mel Brooks's history of the world. <laughs> Part two. Uh, if you thought you had to wait a long time in between star Wars or Indiana Jones movies, boy, have I got a story for you because history of the world came out in like 1982. And we're finally getting part two now. Um, good on Mel Brooks. He's still still alive and kicking and still doing what he loves to do. And I definitely respect that. Uh, this you is coming out as, with Kyle Reiner. Aww. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, coming out March 6th. And yeah, this is History of the World part two. Look forward to seeing every single comedian or actor you've ever seen before. Uh, guest starring in this as some sort of uh, personality from throughout history. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can probably get Yanni to sit down and watch this with me, but I don't know if I could get her to watch History of the World Part 1. That might be a little bit too too old, and if you don't have the nostalgia for it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I could sit through it today.
2: I have to say, History of the World wasn't my favorite mel brooks movie i don't think it's anybody's
0: favorite mel brooks movie it's probably why they only no. made the one <laughs> <laughs> it has these somebody's i i think there's enough enough to it that. like
1: even watching this it. trailer like the, as, as as soon as i i paused it because we were talking about pre-show and you guys were trying to get my attention i'm like guys that looks
0: like drunk history just without the drinking so I just want everyone to know Paul's lying because we do not talk to him before the show ever. <laughs> so we just we just sit down and are like, "Oh, when's he going to be on?" Oh, here he is. Hey. hey we start recording. <laughs> All right, let's go.
1: We're only friends on the internet. This this
0: looks charming though.
1: I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, this will be fun.
1: Um
2: definitely. Definitely. And <clears throat> I think half of it is seeing Something that should be quite funny with all of those actors together, because sometimes they've done those like not another teen movie or the, you know, uh, what was that? Project 33, where it had all those people that it was supposed to be hilarious, but it was just awful. I I
0: remember hearing about that one. And then as soon as it came out, I was like, "Mm, no, there's not cohesive. It's just a bunch of people doing whatever they want to do. And it didn't work.
2: It was just a bunch of really bad skits.
1: I don't remember Project 33, but that's probably good. Yeah. It was probably as good as that aged pumpkin ale that I had that one time (laughs) from (laughs) Ellicottville.
0: Possibly. Proving my point
1: that I just haven't been paying attention to. It's okay. We drink a lot. We do. To make us... uh, to Mexico, you know, which helps get us excited for uh, the new season of Mandalorian. I have no idea. I'm trying to segue it
0: for... I guess. No, that's that's fine. Uh, we finally got the trailer for Mandalorian Season 3 uh, coming out Disney Plus March 1st. So not, not a huge gap of time between trailer coming out and we're going to get to see this in like a month and a half. Uh just continuing on that Mandalorian story, as well as the threads laid out in the couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett that were Mandalorian season 2.5, pretty much.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, looks good. Uh, what do you guys think about that droid uh, being in a ship helping, uh, helping with his starship?
0: Uh, it- I'm okay with it. R5D4. Yeah. It's the droid that was kicking around on Tatooine. Getting his time to shine, finally. That's what Star (laughs) Wars fans love. Old characters coming back. So you can be like, wow, I know that guy. That droid finally found
1: his motivation.
0: He did. his motivator. Good for him. Because he had a bad motivation going good. I don't don't have a lot to say about this one. It's just something that's going to be really good. Yeah. I should probably finish uh, watching Andor before I watch this one because I... Stilling like three or four episodes into that.
2: Yeah. Ender was great.
0: I can't wait to,
1: uh, want to start watching that.
0: <laughs> well, Paul, are you going to also maybe watch uh, the Power Rangers once in future 30th anniversary special come into Netflix? Because we got a pseudo trailer behind the scenes kind of a hype reel for that.
1: Yeah, uh, even less interested in this than uh, the history of the world part two. Like I would watch history of the world part two kind of on the lark if it was on a, it since it's going to be on Hulu as a streaming service. But uh, Power Rangers, like there's there are people that I don't even recognize coming back. Like I remember Billy and uh, Zach, mm-hmm.
2: the original, original cast.
1: Those are the I'm only just, two yeah, I recognize. Just
2: those, just those two.
0: Everyone yeah. else. Is from uh, later iterations, because it's like the, the three people that they had step in after the movie. Uh, I can't remember. The red, the yellow and the black ranger.
2: Well, that it's wasn't like, Rocky, right? That yeah. was Rocky as the red ranger. No, that, that was Rocky. OK, I thought it was uh, Jason St. Cloud or whatever his name is, who got arrested.
0: No, um that was the replacement. And then I don't remember his character's name, but the <laughs> the Black Ranger who had like the frog powers from Ninja. Johnny Young Bosch is like the actor's actual name. I still remember who he played. And then uh, Aisha, like the second Yellow Ranger. And then I don't know who the other Pink Ranger is because it's not Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, when I saw it was in Amy Jo Johnson and I didn't recognize like Trini wasn't
0: there. Well, because she she died in a car accident, like, ten years ago. But it's longer than that. Was it? Okay. Time has no meaning, but yeah. yeah. And then we also know, like, Jason David Frank's not in it. Um, Austin St. John's not in it. I'm just hoping for a Vulcan Skull cameo. I don't know if they're around still.
2: Yeah, you can see clips of them. They still go to conventions and
0: stuff. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time. This uh, is something I would check out just like for the nostalgia. Like I would have it on in the background while I'm doing something else, like meal prep or cleaning, probably because I think it's kind of fun. And they they looked like they were beating up putties. They were beating up putties. Uh, you see Alpha Five
1: in there. But uh, did you guys watch the newer Power Rangers movie that was came out like three, four years ago?
0: Uh, no I time did actually. I watched it because I think it was on like HBO. Max and I, oh God, I can't remember. I watched something and that was like the next one that popped up, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, okay, why not? I, it wasn't terrible. Hmm. I don't remember what I watched that led to it though, because it was kind of like a, eh, I'll keep it was going. Mortal Kombat. It wasn't, because I still kind of want to watch that. Mm, you I not oh. like a strong desire, but like, again, yeah. have it yeah. on in the background while I'm playing, like, Marvel snap on my phone or something like that, it's fine. Uh,
2: I didn't watch the movie. I have watched a little of like Space Ninjas and Dino Power Rangers Dino Zords or something because my son likes to watch those. Hmm.
0: Do you make him watch Once and Always?
2: <laughs> no, but I couldn't sit down and watch that with him because it's Power Rangers.
0: Nice. Maybe you know what else you can sit down with him and do? Drink a beer. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say read comics, but yeah, babies love beer. Babies <laughs> love sarsaparilla. Yeah, but uh, what,
1: are you drinking <laughs> another beer right now, John? Which one are you? which one yeah, which are, are, you are we talking I'll about? The an- comic
2: books. Uh, if you want to do your sours, I'll can finish. I have a IPA in the fridge. I can do. Okay. Uh, I don't have a sour, but I have a Fruit Punch IPA uh, coming from New Belgium with their Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force. This is uh, their Juice Force beer, but with Fruit Punch. And this tastes like a very spiked Fruit Punch. Like it does have that uh, Hawaiian punch taste to it, but the booze coming off of it, is just a little too strong and it's at nine and a half percent it's as strong as that the belgian blonde i had but it's just a little too much of that alcohol to it where the juice force hid that alcohol with that mm-hmm. tang pineapple uh kind of juiceness mm-hmm. to it this is like oh yeah that's a really nice fruit move and then you get a fruit punch you got like punched in the face by it yeah yeah so it's not it's not I, bad, but it's not good. I wouldn't want to drink this again, and I don't think I'll finish it.
1: Wow. Well, okay. I had I bought Th- that's a. That's the one that sent us it.
2: the picture of,
0: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, off your recommendation, John. Uh, I bought a six pack of it, and then I was let down immediately by when I drank it because it did it tastes like um, just a alcoholic. <laughs> Hawaiian Punch, and, yeah. and it tasted so artificial. So that do I was you, let down by it.
0: Do you think I, you would have enjoyed it more if you had seen the label and it said like Punchy's Harder Punch, and it was like sold as like an alcoholic Hawaiian Punch, almost like the uh, the Mountain Dew that's out there now? Not, I haven't had the Mountain Dew
1: that's out there, and also they're, I... They're not bad, only, if I remember correctly. Like I only ever I had, liked. like, Not Your Father's, like, root beer, like, when other people gave them to me. Like, I never went out to purchase it.
2: See, you could... If you blindfolded me and gave me this, and I took a sip, and then you said it was Tilt, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Tilt. Mm,
3: okay.
2: Um, I would try it, like, if... I, the, I was excited for this, because I thought Juice Force was... It was really good. It was mm-hmm. a, It was a... Grand Slam, like it just knocked it out of the park.
0: Yeah, it was it was worth the like the hassle for me to try to find it because when I went to my beer store, I was still looking for the like the southern tier French toast and like the peanut butter cup because I'm getting advertisements for it now on my uh, Instagram or my Facebook. So I didn't know if that was just because I keep like talking about it and looking for it, or if it's because it's now available in my area and just because of how apps work, it knows I like to buy. Southern Tier beers, um, but Juice Force, like that one, was definitely definitely worth me uh, tracking it down. So kind of sad this one's not.
2: Yeah, uh, I just does not hit. It just doesn't hit right for me.
3: Yeah,
0: Juice Force though, very good. Juice Force, great. Uh, my next beer is coming from Clown Shoes, and this is actually a limited release. This is their Fruitorian, and this is a fruited sour ale with raspberry and blood orange puree. Uh, 5.8% ABV. And full disclosure, I had one of these the other night uh, after I had gone beer shopping, and it's not bad. I do enjoy it. It does have a lot of that actual, like, real fruit tartness to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it is a sour ale, but I feel like all of that tart that I'm getting is coming from that raspberry in it. Um Also, full disclosure, Yanni drank the other two of these out of the four-pack. Like, she really likes this one, and I would say it's probably as close as you can get to a Minky Boodle down here without actually buying a Minky Boodle. Mm -hmm. But it's not bad. Um, This is the kind of thing that I wish they would put in that uh, beer pack that we've done for the past couple years because it's very different from everything else that they've done. And I think this would be a worthwhile addition to something like that.
1: Talking about Mickey Boodle, Chris. What if I were to tell you there's a new version of Mickey Boodle on, on, on the town? Does it taste like Hawaiian punch, like the uh the orange Hawaiian punch? No, it, it's okay. uh it's called Mickey Sunrise and it's also it's from Thin Man Brewery. It is 7% alcohol by volume and it's with raspberry, mango, and passion fruit. Mm. Uh, also a fruited sour, but I'm still getting all raspberry tartness and I'm not getting any mango like mango or passion fruit. Now, I'm sure I would this tastes like a Mickey Boodle. Like I'm sure if I had a Mickey Boodle side by side, I'd taste the subtle differences, but right now I'm like okay, it's just another t- it's just another Mickey Boodle. It might be just a little more sweet, a little less tart, like you know, it might mellow out a little bit on the back end more than an original Mickey Boodle, but it's subtle. But again, it might be the comparison. I'm trying to reach back in my memory for the last time I had a Mickey Boodle. But this is mostly raspberry flavor right up front. Mm. Maybe at the very end I get a little mango tropic. Subtle.
0: Very subtle. Well, you know what else is subtle? Reading comics. I'm trying to still work with the segue I had before, guys. Didn't happen. It's not going to happen. Let's head on into the list.
1: John, what book are you picking up for your son? Uh,
0: I'm not
2: picking up a book for my son. I'm picking up a book for me. Baby's going to be too drunk from drinking all those beers. (laughs) Uh, But I'm looking forward to actually Detective Comics uh, 1068. Um, And this is a special two-face issue. Um, It is split in half artistically by uh, Raphael Albuquerque doing... um, doing the art and uh, Ivan Reese and they're portraying the struggles of Harvey Dent going through trying to stay alive with the help of his evil side. Um, this is written by Ram v uh, and it seems like it's gonna be kind of a, a, a interesting kind of that interesting dual personality um, having to rely on the one to get yourself through um, so yeah, sounds pretty cool and uh, Ram v, I do enjoy his writing and um, to have uh, Albuquerque and, and Reese on this, I think it'll be uh, pretty
0: cool. Uh, I'm looking at the solicitation for right now it sounds really cool because it says uh, not only did he devise each page as a reflection of the page facing it, but also the book itself from front to back. like that's some like Alan Moore, the uh, watchman, like I can't remember like the dark dark symmetry issue. I don't remember which uh, issue number of it was, but that sounds actually really cool. Yeah. Nice. Paul, what are you picking up for uh, for John's son?
1: Well, he might be interested in this because it's Sir Shazam, and I think he likes the Shazam family. I don't know if he does or not. I don't know what that kid likes. I I don't think he knows this issue. I just learned he likes Power Rangers. I was going
0: to say, what if you told him they were Power Rangers? Because, you know, they're all wearing different color, like, costumes. That's the same costume. Could work. They're the Lightning Rangers. Lightning Force
1: Rangers. (laughs) Uh, This is Lazarus Planets. We Once Were Gods, number one. Uh, This is a big event spilling out, apparently, from Batman vs. Robin, which is a comic spinning out of Mark Waid's uh, World's Finest, and, and you know I'm loving myself some World's Finest, so I'm going to try to pick up some of this DC Universe Lazarus uh, st- planet stuff. And this is uh, characters that I always enjoy a taste of, but then never really want a full series, uh, which is the Shazam family. So I think this is, a, as a one-shot, let's see what's happening. Let's see this Rock of Eternity. Let uh, What's happening there? Let's See what's happening with uh, Mary Marvel. Wait, her is her name still Mary Marvel? It
0: doesn't matter what her name is. I, I feel like they probably changed it to Mary Shazam. I haven't picked I, up any of like the uh, Marvel was, family stuff in a while, so I don't she's, know. Isn't There
1: she was a better joke in there
3: somewhere.
1: The Rock of Eternity, the Rock. And then what's her
0: name? Oh. It doesn't matter. I'm sure there was a joke in there. Oh, somewhere. you know what? Yeah, now that you're like yeah. you're laying it all out there on the table, like. We, we could have, but I know she was Shazam, but it also has Shazam like leaping um, through the Rock of Eternity on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but there is a, a couple other of these one-shots coming up, because I think one came out this past week. It was like Alpha or something. I don't remember. I saw it on the, the solicitation list, but I didn't pick it up because... I was like, this is going to be setting up a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to be reading. So mm-hmm. I don't need to keep going on it. But I don't, is this I something think, that uh, you're going to be bringing to the table for?
1: It's five like, dollars, so it's, it's going to have
0: to be pretty, pretty darn good. But it's also 48 pages, too. So it is yeah. a, a it lot has, of content. I'm going to
1: have to read it and like be like pretty guys pretty <laughs> sold on. Like, you know, like those... Uh, you know, sometimes these kind of one-shot books we end up really liking, like DC versus Vampires, The Hunters, yeah. and you know the uh, the other one that John brought to the table that which was really good. That you know, DC versus you know, it wasn't was it zombies or whatever it was.
2: What oh, was it? It, it was the yeah, it was like the the, the group of Sur- the last surviving heroes and villains working together. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> as real uh, was able to be brought back through the Lazarus Pit. Uh, yeah, but this is actually um, the one that came out this week. Is Assault on Krypton.
0: Okay, I don't. I, it, I knew it had an A in it. I just can't remember. But that's actually, I mean, $4.99 not terrible, especially because when you consider that a lot of DC's books are just going to that four ninety nine price point as it is because mm-hmm. um, I was looking through my pull list for the rest of the month just to see if there's anything I wanted to maybe change out my pick for the monthly look back. And the Superman number one that's coming out is four ninety nine. So I So it's like, well, probably not going to be picking that one up because I know I won't be buying number two. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. Right now the front runner, is definitely
0: Archie. Uh the, the versus everyone or whatever it's called yeah, yeah, Archie whatever versus it was, yep. something the, or other. The
1: post-apocalyptic one.
0: Yeah, yeah. The po- definitely the post-apocalyptic.
1: Not anything else. Uh, Chris, what are you going to pick up? Yeah,
0: uh, I may have felt a little bit burned from Dynamite Comics, Gargoyles, number one. But that's okay because... I'm looking forward to another number one coming out from Dynamite Comics as part of their Disney Afternoon line. Uh, this is Darkwing Duck number one, written by Amanda Debert art by Carlo Laro. Uh, this is the continuing adventures of one Drake Mallard, a.k.a. Darkwing Duck, along with his sidekicks, Launchpad McQuack and his uh, daughter Goslin. I'm, I'm having high hopes for this one. I know I had high hopes for Gargoyles, but I just kind of forgot how much of a, uh, a fuster cluck <laughs> Gargoyles continuity was. And I feel like Darkwing Duck can't be bogged down as much as that one, so it'll be much more accessible. Uh, at least I'm hoping. We'll, we'll see what happens, though. But I'm very much looking forward to this one. And this one, if it's decent, uh, will be my pick for the monthly look back. I'm not going to oh, go yeah. Gargoyles gargoyles on this one and be like no sometimes we need to read bad books well you
2: know uh, I, I have, go ahead Chuck. uh i have to say when they brought back Darkwing duck man was it's it probably like 12 years ago nine years ago 10 years ago when they brought that book back that was actually i thought it was better than the cartoon like i actually uh, enjoyed reading that book and it was by the
0: it was, it was written by Tad Stones. Art was by James Silvani. That was put out by uh, Boom Studios as part of their Boom Kids line. Um, I, I really enjoyed that one, too. Like, that was a lot of fun, especially later on, because it started to cross over with the uh, DuckTales comic that they were also putting out over there. And then there was like a Chippendale Rescue Rangers like cameo in the one issue. It's a lot of fun. But Yeah.
1: High hopes, guys. High hopes. Sounds like there's a lot of continuity that could bog it down.
0: Well, these comics aren't paying attention to any of those other comics that came before, since it was like a different publisher. No, so. I
1: mean like being tied into both DuckTales and maybe even Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Who knows? But yeah, they're not
0: They're not doing that with this one. Tailspin. Oh, I love <laughs> me some Tailspin. You know what else I love?
1: A dramatic reading? Sure. And now, the Bagnum Broadcast proudly presents a dramatic reading from Strange Academy Finals, number one, page 19, panel three.
2: Doyle's fears have taken over, and now they're projecting their own perceptions. Can you just turn it all over something? It's not as simple as waking somebody up from a nightmare. It's real for him. So therefore,
1: it's real for us. And that was a dramatic reading from Strange Academy Finals
0: number one. What's the deal with Doyle's fears? Are they perceptions of fears or fears of perception? Oh. I tried to do that second voice
2: because the character is like flying off, and I was trying to do it like I was flying, but. That's very. That's a lot. Really wordy for somebody who's be, being thrown around. Very Jerry Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> it's life in the fast lane, baby. Nobody knows that better than Doyle. Yeah. So I don't know. Fuck that, Doyle. I'm trying to make segues work today, guys, and it's just not happening.
2: Sorry, let's just start
0: over. <sighs> okay. Hey, guys, welcome to Bang & <laughs> episode number 500. No, we're too far into it to do that. We've drank too much beer.
1: We've said too much stuff. You've hung out with me too long. <laughs>
0: we're we're getting into the main topic. Yeah, can't, we can't dwell on the past, guys. It's time to look forward. Yeah. It's 2023.
1: Why we live not? in Sharpie and we just keep moving forward.
0: I I was closing a window. Did you say we live in Sharpie?
1: Yeah, yeah. We write we write in Sharpie is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's no eraser on a Sharpie. Just hmm. permanent ink. Permanent hey, ink.
3: Sharpie.
2: What did he say before the show? Uh, all ties, all ties don't matter or all ties are equal. All ties are equal.
0: Right? No, I've always. Oh, it's, uh, we're, we're all tied. Fun for fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. We're all, t- we're all tied it. at fun to fun.
1: Fun to fun. That's, um, right. that's something like that. Guys, you just broke the whole premise that you guys don't talk <laughs> before right. the show. There was a <laughs> bit that you started at the beginning. I at least want you oh, to follow through with a bit until the oh, end of the episode. We can create bits,
0: but we can't remember them or keep them going. That's, that's our biggest downfall. Except for hey, guys. Hey, guys. Which uh, I forget, what did it? it used to be like, hey, everyone, or hello, everyone. I, I don't know. We've said hey, guys, for so long. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Why are
1: you guys looking back? we got to stop may looking topic. back.
0: And you'll look forward. Uh, You gotta look forward. Like I said, last week we talked about some of the stuff that we loved in 2022. Uh, This is going to be the stuff that you're going to be hearing us talk about for the next year. So the movies, TV shows, comics, or comic book characters that we're most excited for heading into this new year. Um, Where do we want to start off? Because we didn't discuss that pre-show.
2: Well, I mean, last last week we started with movies. Let's uh, start with movies again.
0: Okay, Paul, you are notorious for your disdain of movies. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. What is actually getting you excited to maybe venture out, go to that movie theater? Like, what are you willing to to step out and go to, knowing that, like, hey, this is yep. something that could possibly pop up on like a, a streaming service, like in a month or two? What, what's What's getting you into the seat? Well.
1: Last time I went and uh, sat through uh, this franchise, uh, franchise, uh, one of these movies in this franchise, I had fun sitting there in the theater. I was there with my father, and uh, I think my brothers were there. You guys were there, I'm pretty sure. And then, uh, you know, I enjoyed myself. And then talking to my dad afterwards, you know, it was okay. It was a fun movie. It was fine. And then the next day, you kind of think about the movie a little bit more. And and the more you think about the movie, the less you liked it. Uh, But for the glimmering instant, the briefest of moments coming out of the movie theater, it it was a fun movie. And I'm hoping to recapture that feeling of, hey, that was fun. And I'm hoping to be able to go to to the movie theater with my dad to see it, because even if it isn't a good movie, when I'm walking to the car with my father, it will have been a good experience. And that is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Because let me tell you, Indiana Jones 4. I forgot the subtitle of that movie. Crystal Skull.
0: Kingdom of the Crystal
1: Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> that, wow, we did all go see that together. Holy crap. Yeah. 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 Wow. Remember, for the, like last,
2: like the after we saw it, there was like three years where Chris kept defending that movie. No,
0: okay, me defending it was saying it's not as bad as everyone was saying. It's not good, but it's. But every not, time
2: we, man, it I, I really didn't like that movie. It wasn't bad. I liked it. I got a tattoo about it. Well, you kept talking about it. You just kept wanting to show everyone your Pop, tattoo.
0: Well, it's, it's just because I got. Sh- I got short round tattooed on my whip, if you know what I mean. You just got the what? old the old
2: school uh, uh, <laughs> a Yankees cap on the on the tip,
1: just on the tip. <laughs> like having a short round on your ding dong makes it look bigger. Like, is it a horse perspective?
0: Yeah. One? And then, then any time I take my pants off, I say, "No time for love, Doctor Jones." So
1: your short round? Nah, oh, this is just.
0: Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah, Paul, you want to commit to a bit now?
1: <laughs> I, <clears throat> I was showing commitment to the bit. Paul, so I, I, if you want me to continue, I will. Here we hey, go. Paul, so, Paul, when you show I'm off saying, your short, so your short round doesn't stay
0: that short for long. But all I'm saying, when I, take, when I take the pants off, anything goes. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't think I can come up with any more references to uh to that movie now.
2: Yeah, especially since Short Round wasn't in the Crystal Skull.
1: Well,
0: you know no, well we, we were circling back into uh in fact,
1: Short, you know Short Round did drive the well, getaway car he's, and it was, was in a stick. the
0: second season of Loki. Yes. Oh, so we're done with the bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can we we can move on now. <laughs> Because I'll have to what, a bit of That it is something we're good at. We we know when to cut the cord on something. Um I'm I'm hopeful for this one too. I don't know really what to expect from it because you know they're gonna be trying to set up something else coming out of it. I just don't know how excited I'm gonna be for whatever's gonna be spinning out of this one. Wait, are we expecting something after it's this? Dis- one? It's Disney. It's Disney. It's but, Lucasfilm. It, they're not just going to let this be its own thing. It's going to be a sleeper, like, set up for something else. But Dial of what, Destiny, Paul. Dial of Destiny.
1: But we were thinking that the, the last one was going to set up Shia LaBeouf to take over and do a spin-off yeah, but, kind of thing of his own adventures, but, and that didn't happen.
0: But that movie wasn't great, and people hated it, so. And then
1: and Harrison Ford said, he's done. He's done breaking bones for us people.
0: He's done, he just, and there, he, he, he also to focus came out, on what he loved, which is crashing planes. And he's he's done that for long enough now that he needs to get money to pay off all those planes. So he's doing so another Indiana Jones.
1: We're ready to announce it that he's going to play the live action version of Launchpad McQuack and the live action Ducktales movie. There it is.
0: I would I would is that say what that what you're
1: saying. That would yes.
3: All
1: right. Makes sense um, because it's going to be
0: Thunderbolt Ross, so yeah, <sighs> we'll get we'll get to that whenever Thunderbolts actually happens. I don't know, I'm cautiously optimistic because I feel like they might have learned lessons from Crystal Skull, as well as like their missteps with the Star Wars movies in the 20 years since Crystal Skull came out. Ah. So yeah, we'll see. I was yeah. expecting you
1: to say in that like twenty years since uh, the
0: Force Awakens came out, and I and I I'm not wrong, right? Been it's been like twenty years since Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out. No,
1: right? no, I, time has well, no meaning. Like I don't even care. It, 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 it's, it's been eleven. Well
0: it feels that right. It feels right. It's fine.
1: John, what movie?
2: Uh, I am looking forward to uh, The Killer, uh, which is going to come out. Um, This is based off of the graphic novel by uh, Alexis Nolet. And this is going to be directed by David Fincher. And this is starring Michael Fassbender as the killer, who is a assassin who begins to uh, psychologically crack as he develops a conscious uh and still has to continue to work uh for certain clients um tilda swinton is also in this movie um this is actually a book that i have and read and really liked i really enjoyed it and um the fact that david fincher is doing this and that it's one of his favorite comic books i think it'll be done really well um and i enjoy david fincher movies i think When he chooses to do a movie, he really gets into it and makes it as as good as he can.
1: What is Um, um, another David Fincher movie? Zodiac. Uh, Did he do Nightcrawler as well?
2: No. Uh, He did did Zodiac. He did Fight Club. um, One of the Aliens. He three. did do, he did the, the, no, the Resurrection, didn't he do, uh, no, he did do, was it three? It was oh, three.
0: I, I'm on the killer, hold on, hold please. Yeah. Because I haven't uh, actually heard of this movie or this book. Okay, yeah, it was Alien 3. Oh, Fight Club. Seven, Jedioc. Gone Girl, uh, Social Network. Oh, I've uh, seen Social Network. Girl with yeah. the Dragon Tattoo. Mm.
1: Okay, okay. So it it might not be like a horror so it could be more of a suspense movie. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, like he did uh Mank in 2020 which was about um cinematographer. Uh, Gone Girl is more of a suspense. Uh House of Cards, he directed some of those. Um social like social network, network curious case of Benjamin Button. I'm
0: kind of so the Wikipedia page for The Killer just says 2023 film, and it doesn't have any actual links to anything. Okay, there we go. You have to, like, scroll through to The Killer comics because, hmm. okay, this is actually, wow, it's from 1998, and I had never heard of this before.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I had picked up, they did a, like, second, um, like, a continuation and I picked up um, the first couple issues of that, and then I went and bought the original trade, which I lost that trade in uh, The Flood. Oh. Because I had it in a, a box on the floor.
1: Oh. I'm sorry. That sucks. I'm sorry. Apparently it's that okay. box was, was, you know, it gotta got to get down, but it was not doing just fine. Never mind. The Killers, I, Bright Side. You, this is lyric. Okay, never
0: mind. Oh, okay, I, I, I see. Okay, it's like your other reference. You have everything on the table, <laughs> and now I can see the pieces, so we can put it together. Okay. The Killers, mm-hmm. the American rock band from Las Vegas, their song with Sir Bright Side. Mm-hmm. He's been coming out of his cage. He's doing just fine. Gotta, gotta get down. Yeah. So, yes.
1: It, 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 the box did get get down, but it was not doing just fine. The cat's showing you her ass. Anyway. That's how
0: she felt about that reference. Yep.
1: That sounds like an interesting <laughs> movie, John, because that's actually a director that I, I, I've seen a few of his movies, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Cool, cool stylized version version. Um, Michael Fassbender as a, uh, as a killer. We all were very excited from that very big first scene of him as Magneto. Being a Nazi hunter, and we're like, oh, this would be great.
0: So, didn't do anything else with it after that. So, maybe, nope.
1: maybe, maybe this movie will. Chris, what yes. movie
0: are you the third most excited to see? <laughs> Another one that I'm <laughs> cautiously optimistic for, also coming out from Disney. Uh, and this is going to be Haunted Mansion. Uh, this one's coming out August 11th, 2023. The last Haunted Mansion movie we got from Disney back in like 2000, 2001, whenever it came out, wasn't great. I went to go see it in movie theaters and I didn't love it. And it wasn't until probably within the last maybe two years that I rewatched it because it's available on Disney+. And I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered enjoying it. They really try to fit a lot of the haunted mansion mythos in into that movie, and I I think it does kind of hold up Mm. after some time away from it. Uh, I am a huge haunted mansion fan. Uh, Listeners can't see it, but behind me on my entertainment center, I have like a haunted mansion uh, shrine with a bunch of prints, like all my Funko Pops. I have uh, just a ton of Haunted Mansion like uh in my house that lives here year-round. I'm sad that we're not getting the long-discussed Guillermo del Toro Haunted Mansion, because it's something that he's a fan of and he's wanted to do for years. But I think we might be getting a good version of this. It does have an all-star cast. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Owen Wilson, Winona Ryder, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, uh, Dan Levy, Tiffany Heddish, and Jared Leto, who we didn't talk about this for The, the Weekend Geek, but it's just been announced that he's going to be the star of Tron 3 coming out. Yeah. And yeah. Disney, we've, we've discussed this, though. Disney likes to use people that they've had experience with that have done something for them. Like it's through Disney Lucasfilm Marvel. If they have an actor that they like working with, they tend to keep them around. Um, Jared Leto might be one of those people now. And this is coming out of uh haunted mansion. He's going to be back in the Disney fold for Tron. So there might be something here that they like. I hope so. Um, as it stands right now, this is still coming to theaters. It's not something that they're shuffling off to Disney Plus, which makes me a little bit more hopeful. Um, hey, and which, worst which case, one,
1: Haunted Mansion or Tron.
0: Ha- Haunted Mansion. Oh okay. Sorry, Dangling okay. Parsable. Yeah, I I realized now I was talking about like two movies at once. because um, this would be very easy for them. To just say like, uh, coming soon to streaming, but so far it's still coming out in theaters. So I'm hoping there's some meat on these dead bones uh, that I can I can enjoy now and not come back to in 20 years time and be like, okay, yeah, it's better than I thought. I am surprised. With
1: my mental turnaround on this movie, because I feel like I just heard the announcement at D23 that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to star in a haunted mansion as Madame Leota, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this movie's coming out. And I, I saw it on the list uh, for your bracket buster, and I'm like, that's not kind of coming out this year. I just it's in, in post
0: production right now.
1: Yeah. which I I'm don't like, know. If this
0: is new on IMDb, but. And, like, the key information, like, where it tells you, like, the title, like, the genres, who's directing it, it tells you what point it's at in its, like, production now. So, this is in yeah. post-production, expected August 11th, 2023. Yeah. I, it's on I would, 29.3 thousand people's uh, watch lists.
1: I would not be, you know, right now, I'm like, yeah, if that comes out in 2023, cool. If it gets pushed back, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that's... That's why, that's the only thing that's holding me up from being excited about this. Like, I haven't I, seen a trailer. I haven't seen an actual date announcement. So I'm like...
0: God. I feel like there was maybe enough stuff done on that Guillermo del Toro version of the film that we never got. That they had a lot of the groundwork laid down for them. So they were able to just kind of pull from that to get going on this one.
1: Do you then give credit? Is some sort of special thanks or credit?
0: Uh, he Dude. is credited as a writer on it. Okay. So. That's the thing. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what's your number two movie going to be? Oh, okay. I'm throwing it off, movies, buddy. You're, yeah. you're,
1: you're going yeah. again. You said hmm. uh, you talked about a Disney movie. I'm going to talk about a Disney movie. Uh, Kate and I went to a couple of years back at the chief seats, went to go see Aladdin, the
0: live-action remake. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. Like people, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I think that's one of the best like live action ones that they've done. It got some negative
1: critic critical reviews. They are like, what's the point of having this? You know, when you have such a perfect animated film, uh, and since it's animated, you kind of like can like hand wave some of the racism and some of the weird otherness and, uh, orientalism that, 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 uh, on display. Uh but I really enjoyed the Guy Ritchie uh, Aladdin. So I'm excited to see what happens with this new uh, live action remake of The Little Mermaid. Uh, one of the pre uh favorites to, movies to put on here at the McGowan household. Uh, sorry, I usually don't say my last name. Um, but yeah, it, The Little Mermaid is one of those uh, classics that Kate and I will constantly go back to uh, rewatch. Um, the animated version so to see an update in live action we've been enjoying them so i'm excited to see what happens with this one um, melissa mccarthy as as ursula i'm not i'm not a a mccarthy fan not not a, not big plus on that uh is it Melissa
0: who's playing no it's a uh, heavier bordem is playing king Triton, right uh i'm bringing up the imdb for that one now Give me a moment as I'm scrolling through. Yes, Javier Bardem.
1: You know, I, I saw on Twitter because I follow him. Uh, oh, my goodness. His name just I was going to say his name and then it just dropped out of my head. Uh, he's he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one uh, One the de, you know, detectives. Terry, oh, Cruz.
2: Terry no, Cruz. Terry
1: Cruz Terry Cruz was like like on social media, like really uh, pushing to be King Trident. And I would have really liked to, to see him as King Trident. Uh, after watching the live action like stage show they did uh during COVID. Um I really thought uh Queen Latifah did in a great Ursula. Hmm.
0: So I, I so I've seen I haven't actually watched it. I've seen clips of it with uh John Stamos mm-hmm. as like the the chef. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um mm-hmm. I I would probably check that out if it's on like Disney Plus, like I don't know. Or...
1: It is, it is.
0: Okay. And that and is,
1: might be and, uh, something just to put on. Yeah, that is something to put on. Uh, so I'm assuming that's the only, like, weird uh, casting, uh, uh, people being upset with casting, is, like, those two things. Like, oh, pro- probably. No other, I,
0: no I, other I, reason. This reason is a beloved be Disney classic that saved the animation studio. Mm-hmm. So I think people are just going into this one, like, full bore, like, yeah, this is going to be great. Um yeah. No downsides. I I am looking more forward to this than something like we had come out recently, like Pinocchio still haven't watched that one. I forgot. Um, I keep on forgetting that. was. Yeah. That that movie came out this year. And again, just due to the wealth of content on everything now, I haven't circled back to it, but to your point, Aladdin was fantastic. Jungle book. Fantastic. Some like the other ones that have come out though, like Mulan, Lion yeah, King, like, I, I, I didn't... I went to see that one after... I, I didn't mind it. It's, again, this isn't a glowing defense of it. It's fine. Like, it, it wasn't bad. Like, it's it ultimately... So for, it's ultimately forgettable, but, like, I didn't walk away from it being like, oh, no, because that was one of the ones that I spent the, the $30 for because it was, like, the direct to... Disney Plus, like, premiere viewing, whatever they called it, I can't remember. Um, And I was, again, I was fine doing that because it's comparable to buying two movie tickets anyway, so I was fine with that. Um, Little Mermaid? I'm hopeful. I'm I'm hopeful. John, thoughts on The Little Mermaid?
2: I don't think I've ever seen the cartoon all the way through.
0: Hmm. Uh,
2: I don't I don't really care. It's my, it's okay. Not my, it's,
0: not my, it's not my movie. What is can, your movie for number we two? Can you make
1: a <laughs> weird uh, reference to a aughts, uh music? Yes. Good. Good. Glad uh, you're, glad you're. Here. You could. Yes. Yep. I got you. Uh, John, what what movie are you? second most forward looking to forward to watching uh
2: i'm actually looking forward to a movie called they cloned tyrone uh this is a series of eerie eerie events thrust an unlikely trio on the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper and your trio consists of john boyega Jamie Foxx playing a pimp named Slick Charles. And uh, Tyona Paris playing a character called Yo-Yo. And this looks like a lot of fun. Joined by Ega, looks great in it. Uh, Jamie Foxx is playing this crazy, over-the-top uh, character. Uh, Keith Sutherland is going to be playing the bad guy. Uh, David Allen Greer is in it. Uh, it has a really good, solid cast, and um, I tell you guys, watch the trailer. Like
0: it just looks like a lot of fun. Uh, okay, I hadn't heard of this before now, but I'm writing it down as something to look into because it sounds kind of fun. They yeah. clone Tyrone. They, they clone Tyrone. Nice. I wish I had more to say on this,
1: yeah, sounds. So is cool. it a comedy? Is it a suspense uh, I, thriller? Is it a mashup of the like, two uh, genres?
2: Action action comedy
1: thriller. Action comedy thriller. Alright. Is it a send up of something or is it I I've only
2: seen the
0: trailer, but Okay. I mean, right off the bat, like the title makes me feel like I'm gonna get you, sucker, kinda just like having oh, fun. You should,
2: yeah. Just like um, go, just, just Google it and look at and 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 you look at the cast of it, and
3: it, yeah. uh, <clears throat>
2: it looks like it's going to be action. It's going to be a little poignant, and um, it's definitely going to have some humor to it.
0: Uh, so,
3: Chris, what's yes. your
0: number two? JB Fox looks good as a pimp. Um, he's <laughs> <laughs> <it's> like, he's <laughs> like wearing like this red leather, like fur collared, like jacket looks good. Um, My number two is actually a movie that we had talked about last week for The Week in Geek because this is going to be Evil Dead Rise. Um, I have always been a fan of horror movies, but recently it's taken me a lot to go to or sit down to watch a horror movie uh, because the world is horrible enough as it is. I don't need to dwell on anything uh, that's going to bring fake horror into my life, there's enough real horror. I live in Florida. It happens. Evil Dead, though, (laughs) has long been one of my favorite horror franchises, and Evil Dead Rise is just going to be the next part of that. Uh, This movie should have been out already. I'm sad that it hasn't, because if it had come out when it was supposed to, this past year at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, we would have had an Evil Dead Rise House, But because the movie didn't come out, something happened with the rights to that. Uh, So they were unable to do the house for it, which is sad. It's a loss. Uh, But I'm hopeful that this coming year we will get Evil Dead Rise coming out um, at Halloween Horror Nights. Because this movie looks just super creepy, super fantastic. One of the girls I work with loves horror movies as well. And the day that the trailer came out. I asked her, I was like, have you seen the trailer for Evil Dead yet? And she was like, no, I'll check it out later. And she texted me like, after she had gotten home. I was like, oh, my gosh, it looks great. It's like, I know. Like, I can't wait for this one. Um, we had already talked about this last week. Like I said, check out The Week in Geek for more information about that. Uh, I'm ready for the next chapter of Evil Dead, baby. Open up that Necronomicon. Baby. Baby.
1: Yeah, I said all my thoughts about it during the week. It just looked like a series of horror movie tropes tied together, but it is a trailer. So I don't
0: know. I didn't see the remake of it. You're not wrong because it is. But all those horror movie tropes are stuff that was set up in like the original Evil Dead. So they get to bask in it. Everyone else is a pretender.
2: Yeah, no, this looks great. It is something
1: that I'm looking forward to. John, you're the movie guy. Take us into your number one.
2: Uh, So my number one is a movie called Havoc. Uh, This is the story is set after a drug deal gone wrong when a bruised detective must fight his way through a criminal underworld to rescue a politician's estranged son while unraveling a deep web of corruption, conspiracy that ensnares the entire city. Uh, and this stars Tom Hardy, Louise Guzman, or Louise Guzman, Timothy Oliphant, Forrest Whitaker, and is directed by Gareth Edvans Evans uh Gareth Edvans Evans bleh, uh directed and wrote the first two or the uh one and two of the Raid movies, uh okay. which are amazing action movies. Uh, he also did The Apostle, which is actually really, really suspense horror kind of thriller. Um, <clears throat> and I'm ready for Tom Hardy to beat the living shit out of uh, everyone, Snake Pliskin style, to save the politician's son.
0: Uh, no, I just. I, uh, I was going to go two different ways on this when you started talking about it because I was going to make. An X Factor joke for Paul, mm-hmm. but then I also want to make an Anne Hathaway joke for myself because she was already <laughs> in a movie called *Havoc* that came out a while ago.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you got those jokes? You want to put them out, or just no. say that you wanted to do the jokes?
0: I did. Paul, the, like, Paul, Paul, Havoc Paul you, just, you, just made a, you just made a joke in the in the chat thread, so I think you yeah. should say that one out loud because it's oh. good. Oh. No, it's good, oh. but that's for us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <It's>
0: <laughs> for us. It's just for us. Some, some jokes are just for us. Uh, the raid's cool. I, I didn't see raid 2. Did he do that one too? Yep. Oh. Yeah. So it should be a... Ooh, Timothy Olyphant's in this one. Yeah, I said that. Oh, I didn't hear that part of it. I might have been typing in Havoc to, to see it, but I... am I spelled it wrong, so I was getting stuff about the Havoc engine for for video games. Yeah, uh, you went with a C. Uh,
2: yeah, I think it should be a really solid action movie. Of course. Nice. That'll be good.
1: Number one time, baby. Paul will never see it.
2: Nope.
1: But because Paul, I don't, uh, I've don't. never watched Escape from New York or Escape from L.A., so I don't know anything about Snake uh Presken. Pliskin. What did he say? Pl- uh, okay. Sure. Uh, you know what I want to see? And this is definitely a movie I'm going to see with my dad. That's Mission Impossible Dead Red
0: I thought this was the movie that you were setting up when you first started talking about going to the movies with your dad. <laughs> I know. I thought was it was a classic. And then you really the it all switch. together and I was like, I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossibles with you, I don't think.
1: That was the classic famous witch from Paul. That was that was me doing a mess around. Uh, <laughs> that's from New Girl. I'm not... That's. Uh, but yeah, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. This is uh, the penultimate, I believe, of the Tom Cruise-led <laughs> Mission <clears throat> Impossible movies. This is uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, he also filmed, I think, dead reckoning part two with this one during covid we've been waiting uh this is this movie should have been out already but it's been pushed back been pushed back because tom cruise has been such a stickler for hey these movies need to come out in theaters they're big spectacles a lot of people worked on them i want people to enjoy them on the big screen
0: he's like i want to start crashing planes like harrison ford does just let me do it guys let me do it (laughs)
2: it's not about crashing planes. It's about uh, becoming the best there is at something like, did you see like um, in the, in the movie that he did with um, um, uh, uh, Henry uh, Cavill yeah, like, fallout. fallout, he was doing like these, he was doing base jumps. He was doing like mm-hmm. 10 a day to get like a certain certification so he'd he'd have so many jumps so they could actually shoot it for the um for the thing but he was doing can you imagine like skydiving and jumping out of plane like 10 times a day
0: like the man's insane can you can you imagine just having enough money that you could live fearlessly <laughs> that's the thing yeah. for me it's not just like the star power it's just like I don't care what happens to my body. I have enough money to take care of it. That's what boggles my mind.
2: Yeah. Do you see the thing where he's like the clip of him, like riding the motorcycle off the cliff? Yeah. And he rides it off the cliff and then just parachutes off of it. Like,
1: I'm pretty sure that's in the trailer. Yeah. It's and just... the dude skydived for a commercial <clears throat> that wasn't a commercial <laughs> for anything. It was just, to just do like, it. He just did it, and he, he bought the so, time on TVs, so, and it was I, like a th- thank you for going to see Top Gun Maverick and being like, hey, remember, I got other movies.
0: Go I don't know if, if there's any truth to this, but I, again, heard, read rumors that this is because he got sick of, like, hearing about the Nicole Kidman. Like, oh, we go to the movies to see Six people games. on the screen. I don't remember like the whole thing because I instantly zone out when I go to a movie and I see that pop up because I'm just like, oh, this is very cringy. But supposedly it was like he wanted his own thing that movie theaters would start to show, where it's not just him sitting there like in a seat eating popcorn. It's him just jumping out of that airplane. Being being crazy. I don't know.
2: I I think they have to stop making these because he's. He's either going to get killed, or he just like ah, there's no more stunts I
0: can he, do. He he ha- he has to go to space now. Like that's the only thing is like he needs to become a literal astronaut and be shot into orbit for whatever movie he's doing next because he can't do anything else on Earth at this point.
1: Chris is a writer for uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. I don't know if you guys know that he's on un- <laughs> uncredited.
0: I, I wish I was a writer. Wouldn't wouldn't be talking to you guys anymore. <laughs> you don't even talk to me now. Remember the bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how you commit to a bit. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you. Get the All
1: right,
0: one
1: Chris, down. what's your number one?
0: Um, my number one I was trying to hit the the three points of the pyramid of I guess the triangle of like my movies. Um, I got me a Disney one on there. I got me some like spookiness. I needed a superhero movie. We got some good stuff coming out this year. I'm going Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse though. There's a lot of things I'm looking forward to coming up both from Marvel and DC. Um, but Spider-Man... Is going to be amazing. I cannot wait for this one. Um, I, I don't have a lot to say about this one. Because they're keeping a lot of it. So. like Close to the chest. Even though they put out a trailer. And we see more Spider-Man than we had. In. Um, Spider-Verse. Which is fine. Well, I know you're not excited for it. But wow. This one. I, I'm, I'm going for it. Like. The first, the first one's this one, like amazing. It's beautiful. Brilliant. Like and just the work that went into the animation for it and how they animated the different Spider-Man different ways to reflect who they are as characters. I'm expecting that same love and care to go into this one, just with even more attention to detail because now they know that what they did works and people care and people want to see it. So uh yeah, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse.
1: Beep beep beep, beep. I'm just afraid. I'm just a little afraid of what they're going to do with it. That's all.
3: I I don't
1: know. I think of all the movies that they had a, they had a plan
2: at the end of the first movie. So I believe they, the people that worked on that first movie knew where they wanted to take this franchise or the, the series of movies. So they knew where they were going to do with it. And it's not just something that they were throwing together. But <clears throat> I think it's, I, I, I think the first one's phenomenal. I, I'm mad at myself that I didn't go see it in the theater that I saw it when it was, I think we rented it. Like for, oh, my son.
0: I saw it in theaters but, and then it was like,
2: the, th- we bought the DVD cause it was like, well, my son Grayson's going to want to keep watching it cause he loves it. His favorite Spider-Man is Miles Morales. Nice. Like he got a Miles Morales suit for hollow or for Christmas and the kid like
0: he wears it to school, loves it. I I came out of that movie and was like, I need to listen to the soundtrack because it's it's so solid. Like it's it's still something that I listen to, and I'm looking forward to to more of that. Uh, John, you yeah, got to do your number one cute. still. That's what you about my little my little
2: kid. But uh, it's really funny when you're driving in your car and you hear a three year old singing "Sunflower" in the back seat. Like <laughs> it's pretty cute. Uh, I did my number one, Chris. Oh. Uh, so do we want to talk about our next beer and then go into shows?
0: Uh yeah, I'm I'm down for that.
1: All right, John, Chris,
0: what are you drinking? Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking, drinking a, another. One, yes. I'm drinking another beer from Clown Shoes. Uh, this also a limited release, and this is their Outer Limits Cold IPA, six point five percent ABV. Ah. Uh, we we enjoy the 12 beers of Christmas. Like, <laughs> not a lot to love in there, but I think there's enough in there to walk out of it and say, like, yeah, solid brewery. Let me see what else they can do. And when I went to my beer store and I saw two new beers from them, I was like, well, yes, I'm going to be grabbing these. The first time we did the cold IPAs, uh, Cryo Stash, what was the name of it? John? Yeah, cryos.
2: So. We did we did those. I don't know if they had a cold IPA in there.
0: No, wasn't it all
2: that cold IPAs? No, those were cryo IPAs.
0: Oh, I thought... So I apologize. I thought that was the same thing. Um, I'll have to do some there, research, because I know I've had more since then, because one of the beers that Paul, you and I actually had um, when you were down here, was a cold IPA from Cyber Brewing. I don't remember the name of it, but it's like it had the Viking on the the can art for it.
2: That is is the new, the new style that hit within the last year and a half that everybody is doing now, which is well, like, they, it's they're like logger They're using lager yeast, but they're making an ale and everything. And it kind of is like a, it's like an IPL, but, but better.
0: They need to stop coming up with new styles of beer just so they can circle back to, Black IPAs again, uh, but this is actually really good. Um, I like the fact that Yanni doesn't like IPAs, so if there is something that I pick up that I really like, I don't have to worry about her stealing the rest of the cans because uh, this is a solid cold IPA. I haven't drank enough of them to have like a favorite yet, uh, but I I joke with creating new cells of beer. Um, is that something that I would search out? But if I see more cold IPAs, I would definitely try them just to see maybe if there's one that is better than the rest. Because so far, I think everything that I have had has been like, yeah, this is fine. This is good. And this is this is no different.
2: Uh, Yeah. The problem is, is like, oh, it's a new style. It has some buzz. So everybody's going to do it. But not everybody's going to put the love or make it how it should be, like, made or what people would want out of it. They're just taking all those buzzwords and that buzz style just to, to do it. Um, and it's kind of like how we were talking about juice force and then fruit force. But I sent you guys today because I got some solicitation stuff about uh, a new Southern tier beer, which is called uh, jolt or juice jolt, which is basically a fruit punch, IPA, which I think is going to be another trend coming. Following I, I would do the it. Ranger,
0: I'm okay with. That. I would try it.
2: But it's it's going to be just like the fruit force here. It's going to be a double double IPA fruit punch beer. Like they're just trying to they're just following that trend. Whether that beer is good or not, they're just throwing those buzzwords together yeah. and keep the beer.
1: I just don't like it when the beers taste <clears throat> start to taste artificial. Like everything's added to it. Um, it's not just the beer, the hops, the malt, the water, and the yeast standing on its own. Um, it's very disp- uh, disappointing when a beer that I do enjoy suddenly, you know, does that. Um, you know, just adds a bunch of additives uh, to 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 increase the flavor. Uh, But what I'm drinking right now is a fresh press juice bomb, New England IPA. And this is from Sloop Brewery. Uh, You guys know I really do enjoy the Sloop Bomb. And what they did here was take the uh, Sloop juice bomb and they add fresh orange peel to the brewery process. And guys, it's delicious. Never mind what I just (laughs) said two seconds ago. About, you know, not liking them taking a beer that I like and then just adding extra flavor on top of it. Uh, This is the this is an exception to that rule. This is uh, the problem with the juice bomb is if he couldn't find it like a fresh can within the, you know, within like four to six weeks. If it's anything older than that, it started to lose its like that big, nice orange pop juice bomb flavor. And I think this is what they're trying to solve with this. So they're going to add orange peel to the brewery process to, to increase the shelf life. And, hey, we, we've all said it. There's too many great beers to drink. There's too much content out there. Uh, there's too many great beers. And if this lets me pick up like a six pack of this of, of Juice Bomb, but let me keep it in the fridge and enjoy it over the course of a few weeks and not have to worry about drinking it within, you know, a week, I, I'm much more excited to buy this beer though. So if this holds up better uh, than regular juice bomb, I'm all in. Uh, this is, again, this is a 7.2% alcohol by volume. So I'm, I'm like seven across, 7% across, seven across the board. John, <clears throat> have you tried this? Because you, you, you're the one that put a, a sloop juice bomb on my radar.
2: Uh, I haven't tried it. Um I haven't gotten I just haven't gotten around to it. Mm-hmm.
1: They uh, also have a double crest which is their double IPA so it's but it's only like 8.2%. So it's only like 1% more. It's not like crazy amount.
2: Yeah. I was uh for my job today I was on a uh Teams meeting call uh with the co-owner of sloop today talking about One of his new beers that we're going to
1: be where we just got in. Well, next time we talk to him, be like, hey, my friend Paul, who you can follow over on Twitch at Bagnum board on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let him know. If you want to to see his dumb face uh, playing video games that he's owned on Steam for years uh, while drinking beer, uh, you know, he can do that. And also let them know that, uh, hey, I'm excited about this whole fresh-pressed juice bomb series. But, John, I'm also excited to hear about what you're drinking. Uh, I'm drinking from other half-brewery, their
2: Cabbage, uh, Double Dry Hop, Imperial IPA. Uh, They say no cabbage, just hops. Um, But this should have some pineapple, lemon, lime, orange, and blueberry notes to it. Um, And it does. It has a nice tropical kind of fruity flavor to it. Um, And this is just like other half just makes very nice drinking beers. So. Enjoyable. I like it. Um, Definitely the out of the beers, I didn't want to didn't want to go too crazy on the Nome again because it was nine and a half percent. Knowing that I was going to drink the Fruit Force, which also is nine and a half percent. But the fact that I didn't drink both of those means I can drink this 7.9% beer to completion.
1: Now, do you get any earthiness from the blueberry or yeah, is it that like, bright, like syrupy blueberry? Like, you know, like out of my blueberry maple pancake, it's that, you know, kind of canny blueberry. It's not I would an say actual it's blueberry. Kind of that, like after
2: you've eaten a blueberry... When you kind of have it, that little bit of the blueberry guts on your tongue and you've swallowed it and it has that kind of flavor um, mouthfeel, it kind of has that. It's more kind of the earthiness, Paul, on the back.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I want. Uh, when I see blueberry, I'm hoping to round out with a kind of an earthy,
2: yeah. you know. And that's just like, notes from the hops that they're using. It's not from, like, actual blueberries that are in this. <laughs> It's really good. It's a fun can too. Nice. Cabbage polka dot. Those are cabbages, not polka dots. Oh, I thought they were polka dots. Sorry. oh it's cabbages.
0: Oh, you're. you're, Okay, I
1: see. Now, now that year, yep. Sorry, I'm on the phone.
2: I have the the computer screen. I'm holding up to the little my little uh, camera on my phone.
1: And talking about the small screen. Hey, some wow. that's, that's a good one again yeah uh and I, I've, I've tried done. a lot so i
2: have missed a lot this episode <laughs> uh, i have to say all of uh, all of mine have some connection to star wars
0: like the show okay uh one of mine does so Two we'll of see of mine where do. okay we'll see where we overlap then uh, John wants, you, you've already mentioned Star Wars, so go what's, ahead, your what's,
1: what's your least excited What are you least excited to watch this year?
2: What am I least excited, excited to see uh, is the Rosario Dawson Dave Fione uh, ahsoka miniseries um, that will be coming to Disney plus. Um, I think I, I really enjoy the character. I enjoyed her character showing up in the Mandalorian. And I'm looking forward to where this is going to spin off to and how it's going to tie into, uh,
1: was it Rebels? Yes. 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 Did he see Rebel? Did he watch Rebels? I watched all of Rebels. Nice. Rebels is solid. All of Rebels
2: like... before um, uh, before it was all up on Disney+. Plus. So I'm a fan of the series. Um Everything that I mean, that show like it starts out very like, hey, this is kind of a kids to star a Star Wars series, and then it's like everywhere it goes, you're like, man, this is just freaking insane. Yeah, it starts off
0: like, uh oh, we gotta do this job, like we gotta go on a Mulan run, or what? Is yeah, it? they gotta get the fruit, like yeah. But man. But once it gets going and once it starts kind of playing more with the Star Wars canon, it it really does take off, and it's so good. Ahsoka is one of those fan favorite characters that I'm glad became a fan favorite character, so we can keep getting more of her. Because in Clone Wars, she was insufferable, and where they they wind up going with her, you know, back half of. Clone Wars into Rebels and then newer seasons of Clone Wars that have come out since then and now in the live action stuff like the character has grown so much that I'm I'm glad that they have the, the time, the space to to do something with her.
1: Yeah, to give her definitely... a character arc to have yeah. her grow up from like a whiny kid to a this Jedi is... master almost. Uh, yeah, because is... Star Wars doesn't do that often.
0: Well, they they uh, grow up, yeah. but they don't become they don't become a master. That's the thing. That's and the and thing is, is, is this real- is also on my list, though. That, so that's this is the Star Wars thing that I, w- I I'm looking forward to. Yeah,
1: this is my uh, number one on my list. So we're going to get through the section pretty quick because yeah, <laughs> Ahsoka yeah she does start off as, as like this whiny kind of bratty kid, but man, like during Clone Wars especially the revival series that came out for Disney plus, there are some heartbreaking moments. Like when she's on the bridge and she's just talking to Rex about like the war's going to be over soon. And like she realizes the cost of war, the price of war isn't just paid on the battlefield. There's going to be a cost to pay after the war is over. Mm. Like, what, what happens to all these soldiers that were bred for this war? Like, she's coming to this realization that the fight might be over, the war might be over, but the fight isn't. And what does that mean for her? And, you know, we already saw her question the Jedi Order. Like, you, when they've turned too close, you know, they, they've turned too much into soldiers and generals and not People that help, but not society. the
0: peacekeepers.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's it's great that she's. Well, she grew up in this character grew up fighting in a war, yet had enough insight to who she was, and also um, cognizance of the world around her to realize and to question like her place in the world. And the place of her, you know, the reason why she was there, and and question like what she was doing and how how she could better serve uh, the public. So yeah, and I'm and then when she comes back in Rebels, like she she has figured out an answer. It's not somebody that just. It stays stuck in a situation. She she grows as a character, mm-hmm. um, and she's going to help the people by helping the rebellion. And the re- what does the rebellion actually focus on doing? It's in rebels. It's focused. So they on rebel. Getting, well, it's focused on getting Rogue, relief. Rogue One, like, Rogue One reference. Uh they focus on like she's focused on getting doing missions that are like getting supplies to blockaded uh colonies like that's what the that's what the rogues squ- are a squadron all about and that like they, those are the missions that she spearheads
2: yeah but i think this is her on a revenge trying to find thrawn mm-hmm. and bring back ezra
1: so what's uh, yeah because- so what's this the next evolution that's why i'm excited because now <laughs> we get to see this next step okay now that she's done that she's brought peace to the galaxy you know, uh, because this is yeah, this is taking place during the New Republic era. Mm-hmm. Like, now what does she do? Now Now she's going to focus she already focused on the world at large now can she t- take her time and focus on the family that she has made?
3: Yeah.
2: And um, not fail
1: people around um, her like she failed Anakin.
2: Yeah. Who Hayden Christensen is going to be in it. Uh, Ray Stevens is going to be in it who voiced, um, uh, what is it? Gar Saxton. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So his character, I, you would imagine his character is going to be in it with, you know, just a lot of those people who were in, um, rebels and in, um, Clone Wars. So you're going to have a lot of those, I think a lot of those tie in stuff, be it in flashbacks or what's going on in their, quote unquote current day, but yeah. I'm I'm excited. And
1: um, will there's one question. Like will Dave Filoni be able to give us the, the definitive answer of whether or not the uh the bearded white haired uh rebel soldier on Endor, the moon the moon of Endor, was that actually Rex? I has
0: I like yes, no what I'm talking Right. Yeah, I feel like they will because it's something that didn't actually make it into the show, but people, like, respond to do it in such a way that they, they have to. Like, it. it's going to have to be. And they've had Tamura Morrison around for so long doing stuff yeah. with, like, Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, like, one day just to be like, hey, get in the makeup chair. We're going to put a beard on you. Well, they
2: did that with... Um... In Obi-Wan, he showed up. with Yeah, the- there,
0: he's like on this, the street corner, like in the planet. I can't remember which one it was, but it's where like Leia runs away. Yeah. Oh, Obi-Wan is good. I feel like we didn't talk about Obi-Wan enough last year, talk- but it's fine. I talked about the last episode. It's fine. So you guys um, covered my number one, Chris. Was that your number three? Uh, that was my number three because I, I'm bad at watching Star Wars stuff now. That, that's what I've learned, because, again, wealth of content. It's it's a lot. Uh, I'm better at keeping up with the Marvel stuff, which is why Loki Season 2 is going to be my number two.
2: I'm glad you picked this, because it didn't make my list, but
0: um, I freaking I loved Loki. I, Loki hit me in a way that I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. When they announced all of the Disney Plus MCU shows, all of them, I was like, yes, this is something I'm going to want to watch. Loki became my favorite. And this is something that we'll probably wind up discussing when we get around to all of these for the great Marvel movie retrospective. Loki was just like one of those breakaway characters. And I know Loki's basically the Ahsoka Tano Of the uh, MCU, because (laughs) they cast an actor in a role, people wound up liking them, and they're like, okay, well, we have to do more with this character now. And they keep finding a way to bring Loki back in more and more things. And at no point has it ever felt like pandering or played out, because they're making all the right steps with that character. And Loki was the to show where it could have all gone wrong, but they found a way to, ha- to have it matter and really set up everything that's going to be happening in MCU now with the multiverse and variants and all this absolute craziness. Uh, yeah, Loki's my number two. Yeah, no, um,
2: I love Loki. I'm very much looking forward to what they're going to do with it. And yeah, Loki was probably my it's probably my favorite marvel show i think moon knight might be number 2 um but yeah it's just they're like loki is totally like inside all the marvel stuff yet on the outside and then when it kind of is the launching point for the the next phase that's coming um but yeah no i 100% down for loki Love
1: it, Paul. What's your uh, your number two? Uh, my number my number three is going to be. Andor. Oh, sorry, that's right. Sorry, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, because Andor has been like wrapped up now. You know, before two thousand twenty three, but I didn't get to start watching it because you know I was in full Christmas mode by the time that it started. Like She Hulk was still wrapping up. I was still finishing up She Hulk, and then by the time I finished that. I was full Christmas mode and I wasn't ready to watch Andor and Andor is like one of the reasons that I was so excited for Disney plus because that was a launch title. Um, And everybody says it's like one of the best Star Wars things that they've ever done. And uh, yep, John says it. (laughs) Uh, And I love Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was my favorite thing, my favorite uh, television show last year. So um, if Andor is even better, I'm very excited, especially since, it seems to be something right up my alley, which is, like, a bunch of heists, a bunch of conspiracies, you know. Uh, I did this because I knew you would do that, so this is why I did this instead, and now you look like an idiot. But wait. I did a flim flam, and I'm hoping that's what it is.
0: You uh, look like an idiot. Say I'm your mom. <laughs> I,
2: I definitely say there is no flim flam in it, but um, this is so no some flim-flams. of the... No flinches. Some of that is right. Uh, Andor, this is actually my number two.
3: Um,
2: so yeah, I'm 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 on board. Uh, I've watched all of season one. I loved all of season one, um, and I'm definitely looking forward to this leading up to that moment where he walks
0: on the screen in um, Rogue One. So I nothing from Andor season one has been spoiled for me but I know where the show's going in the next like episode or maybe two episodes, uh, which I'm really looking forward to because that's where like Andy circus comes in. I know. Um, Those are pretty so, good. So yeah, I, I just need to, I'm off tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow is my day to get into it. Cause what's nice is like they're little vignettes of his life. Like
2: you have the, you have that him getting off his world to, to to do the heist. Then you have that heist, and like I was not expecting him to. Spoiler, Paul, he ends up going to prison. Like, yeah,
1: I, I saw that with the Andy Serkis stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, and it's, it's like in the previews. But then everything that happens spanning out of that, um, there's so many little, all these little things and cues and. Like, it was one of those shows, like, I really enjoyed with Mandalorian. Like, I knew that when I finished watching Mandalorian, the next day when I went into work, all of the geeky guys were all, we'd all just stand around and talk about, talk about it. And Andor was the same thing. Like, we'd walk in and we'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And then you'd say, like. I'd be like, "Hey, you know the rumor is blah blah blah." And like this I literally watched a kid's head like explode when I was like, "Hey, when they're in prison, I think they're doing this." And he's like, "Oh my god." Like <clears throat> and um yeah, it's just so much cool cool shit. And
0: or great, love it. That's my number 2. Nice. All right. We've been we've been jumping around the list. So I've talked about two of my picks now. Paul, I've talked about two of mine. You've only talked about I've talked about two of mine because we talked
2: about my okay. number one. You talked I... about what's your number? You, did you do your number two?
1: No, I've done three and one. <laughs> do your <laughs> number
0: two then. Because we've is, done uh,
1: my number three and my number two. Because I've watched uh, three episodes of this so far, and it's still going on, I believe. So it is an actual 2023 television show. And that's National Treasure, Edge of Tomorrow, or I, Edge of History. I did not realize this came out already. Yeah, it, it started oh up, my, I, I think, episode seven just posted uh, this week. Uh, I'm on episode three. I just watched episode three, going into episode four. So episode seven,
2: so it started in 2022.
1: Yeah, but it hasn't finished. It's yet. Still going. So it's still a 2023. <laughs> so much like how football, it's a 2022 season, uh, but the Super Bowls played in 2023. God. It's a 2022-2023 season. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, go Bills. Sorry, uh, we, we need to. We need to
0: talk to Paul. Sports. sports. <laughs> um, I knew this was a thing that was coming out because they had talked about it, but I didn't realize that it had already started. I admittedly have not opened up Disney Plus in a couple weeks now. Um, my like decompressing, like let's watch stuff time, has been devoted to uh, season one of Only Murders in the Building, Ooh, and so then going back. Show. It's so good. I'm sad I slept on it again. Uh, one of my like late-to-the-parties uh, alongside... It was, it was my number it. two for set, the season two for uh, last year. <laughs> Listen to last week's podcast, people. Uh, but then my other show that I'm just putting on to have on like when I'm just doing stuff or like decompressing for my day has been uh, The Good Place, because I was mm. going through that. Uh, again, um, man, I... I Tomorrow andor a national treasure, I'm guessing.
1: That's that's gonna be my day off. <laughs> yeah, National Treasure Edge of uh history. It's uh follows a DACA recipient uh, whose mother had just passed, so now she's an orphan. She like lives in a house with uh some of her best friends because they all kind of moved in with her to help her pay the mortgage on the house or the rent on the house uh that her mom used to pay for uh, and suddenly she realizes that her family holds secrets that she was not aware of. And it leads her on, on this mission to prove that her family, uh, that her father uh, and mother weren't uh, were so wrong with believing a, uh, a, 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 a conspiracy theory or a, uh, a historical myth. And it puts her in the crosshairs of one Billy, played by Catherine Zegna-Jones, who's a black market antiquity dealer. Hmm. So now they're on a um, kind of like a race to to find a tre- a, a fabled treasure. A so national that, treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one's international.
0: Whoa. They went yeah. global for the TV
1: show. Well. It's still in the Americas, but even National Whoa, Treasure two, Central or South. But National Treasure Two, Chris, if you remember, took him to England with the Resolute Desk. I don't
0: remember. And he was,
1: Beckham, he was in Beckham. He uh, was in Beckham. He he went to France and also England. So it was international with National Treasure. I'm two, trying to
0: imagine. Ones. National Treasure Two, which I know I've seen and loved, okay. but for some reason I just keep imagining Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or Da Vinci Code. Yes, the
1: one yes. One? You yes. put those That's, two the, that's the only movies. thing you
0: need. Yes, if you put yes. those also two that.
1: perfect movies together, you get National Treasure Two. Book of Secrets. Like okay, okay.
0: <laughs> John, because everybody says Nick Cage is a Tom Hanks of. Oh uh, no, I. Nick Cage is the national treasure. I think that's what we walked away from those movies with. John, did you do your number one? No, I still have oh.
2: my number one. Uh, and my number one, uh, Pedro Pascal. He's uh, guiding a small child through uh, this crazy frontier. Oh, it's uh,
0: crazy because he'd be talking about two shows now.
2: I know. <laughs> uh, and this is going to be The Last of Us. Um Just started a couple days ago. I haven't had a chance to watch the first episode, um, but I am super excited for this. I really loved the video game. Um, Half of it was the game. The other half was the story. Um, And I'm super looking forward to this, especially since the uh, Neil um, uh, Druckerman, who wrote the story for the video game, also worked on the television show. Um, the clips that you've seen in the trailers, the zombie-esque creatures that are in it look exactly like they do from the The clickers, the clickers all of that stuff that they've shown looks uh, amazing. Um, Bella Ramsey, who's the actress who plays uh, Ellie Williams, she was that kick-ass character um, from Game of Thrones. So it's like, oh, that's a perfect pairing with these two. Um, Pedro Pascal looks great as Joel Miller. Like, it's going to be a really, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I, uh, I can't be able to sit down and watch that first episode.
0: This is a show that everyone is assuming that I'm watching. Like, just in my like Florida circle of friends and people I work with because they know I'm a nerd. So they're like, oh, well us. And I'm like, I didn't play the game, so it's not something that's. I don't want to say not on my radar, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, Last of Us is coming out. But everyone's like, oh, you should watch it. You should watch it. And the last show that that happened with was Stranger Things, which is now one of my all-time favorite shows. So I'm glad I have the chance to get in on this at ground level because the reviews of it have been phenomenal. Like, I don't know if it still holds true, but, like, yeah, the – That first episode's got like a 9.5, 9.2 on uh, fan ratings. It's like the number one like fan-rated TV show, like beating like Breaking Bad now. Okay, well now
1: you love being late to the party.
0: I do love being late to the party, casually late. We'll say something I didn't sleep on though when it first came around was Amazon's Invincible. Uh, this has long been one of my favorite comic books uh, created by Robert Kirkman, who a lot of people know from The Walking Dead. Like that became such a crazy phenomenon. I could never have expected it, even when we were like talking about the comics and the show when all this was going on, like fresh on the podcast, because that's how long we've been around everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh We would end the podcast so we could watch The Walking Dead. (laughs) That was the thing that happened. Uh, But I always liked Invincible more. Just something about that coming-of-age superhero story just resonated with me. And when it was announced that it was coming to the small screen as a cartoon, I was like, all right, sign me up. Like I want to see this adaptation of it. And the fact that the adaptation of it, was so true and it worked so well with what had been laid down in the comic books. I absolutely loved it. And there was some, are, are they going to do a season two? Is it going to happen? Uh, and it was hinted at then later confirmed. Uh, and then just today it was announced that we are getting the trailer for season two tomorrow, which I'm super excited for. Um, I want more of this universe, and I'll finally be getting it in 2023. uh, Mark Grayson, teenage superhero, uh, knows his father is Earth's greatest hero. We find out in the comics and in the cartoon that his father was actually sent to Earth to uh, subjugate it, so his race of aliens... Can add it to their plethora of planets, and Mark is like the lone defender to uh, save his adoptive, born and raised homeworld. And where Invincible goes from here is absolutely crazy. I absolutely love this comic, and I'm glad it's now something that other people are aware of through this cartoon because it's it's so well done.
2: Did we end up doing a movie
0: fix for it? I don't think we, it we just, did.
2: It was on our list of ones to do.
0: Yeah, it was. It was one of the ones that was on the list to do, but <laughs> then we haven't done any since like I think Loki episode one, maybe. <laughs> uh, so we just, we never got got around to it, but yeah, man. And season yeah. two, I'm hoping. I don't know how far into the comics it's going to go. It's going to be hopefully more. Alan the Alien, because he becomes kind of a key player uh, in later uh, arcs in the comic book. One of my favorite characters, so I'm, I'm really hoping we get more of him. Uh, voiced by Seth Rogen, a.k.a. Yeah. John. Thank you. You're welcome. It's Maybe a joke for us because everyone always time. compares John to Seth Rogen because he's another dude with a beard. That's it. Chubby chubby
2: chubby guy so we do, and he I, also do, laughs like <laughs> uh,
1: I do have to say I do kind of look like it. so is that Ed for television That's got, their three? got our things up All right so guys we're a comic book podcast what comic book character do you think is going to have a
0: breakout year in 2023 like I, I have multiple things written down because I'm. Oh, uh, we we are a comic book podcast. I'm super excited for comic books. I always am, but so far, really this year.
2: I've got. I, I can I talk was, a couple. Okay,
0: usually, okay. You just do. Usually, usually, do one. I wrote okay, down multiple okay. though because guys, I'm I'm in it to win it this year. But I can kind of put mine as all encompassing one. All comic books. Okay, he's going. (laughs) He's going uh, holiday, holiday list style on this. Um, Paul, you okay? Paul, almost died. I did I did a partial spit take when Chris (laughs) went (laughs) because Uh,
1: uh, that. I think that is something we rightly make fun of John for. Yeah, doing the whole like, (laughs) uh, and I. I've taken
2: it every time. I've never fought you on that. Yeah. I, I it's deserved. Okay. So so it's behind the, the scenes. Uh, stuff. We talked about uh, this Batman I think. Book. Batman book is a Batman book. Like <laughs> I, I I said it. I take it. I, you know? Behind the scenes, we the like, past couple I years we, it out and I can take it.
0: We've done like, "Hey guys, let's do something fun for the holidays." And then it was this past year where we we're like, "Hey, we're going to talk about like is our daily podcast for the uh the, the holiday season that John was like, guys, I don't like Christmas. I don't I don't have anything to add to this it's like, oh, okay. So it became clear at that point when like he had no, like, no. his third movie he was like, I'm oh, just fucking movies, guys. I don't know. <laughs> just watching a movie. It was it wasn't just like John
1: just being like, hey guys, I'm not a big fan of, you know, Christmas holiday. It's a, it's a thing. It was like, well I was like, well how about this? And John is like, nah, I don't really like that. How about this? I, no, I, I don't really like, have anything that I remember either. How about this? And you're like, no, I, people just I buy me like shit. That. I don't really care. I
2: fixed all of this by going, I know I'm going to sound like a Scrooge, but the, this holiday, this, I do not connect to ornaments or this or that. Like, that's just, that's just not me. And Paul, there's stuff that, like, Chris and I are always shocked like, what? Like, does Paul not know his sister? He doesn't know his family. Like, if there's always those things. I, I, my thing is Christmas. I
0: just. <laughs> well, see, I, I never put it together. But after you told us that, it made a lot of sense that any time we would walk into a supermarket, you would kick over the, the change bucket from, like, the person ringing the bell outside. And you would oh, say, Bob. Humbug, and I was just like, "Oh man, like this this guy does not like red buckets and bells." I didn't I didn't realize it was a Christmas related thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: He would just take a giant turn in the corner and be like, "That's the Christmas
3: tree." <laughs> <laughs> it's always
2: good to have dead air of just all. Of- snickering at how bizarre the thing that Paul just saw was. I,
0: I needed the moment to just take a breath so I could grab my pen and write that down for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I already got, um, already got. We well, live it, in Sharpie. <laughs> all right. So John, John comic
2: books, something that you do like. Um, so I think this is going to be for DC. This is um, the year of families bringing back bringing back
0: (laughs) Paul's already laughing
2: but like they're they're trying to have those those things matter they're trying to bring back um they're you know they tease that they were going to be bringing back the JSA um but definitely with with the new Mary Marvel Shazam book with the Lazarus uh book that Paul is picking like i am hoping to see the Shazam family uh coming back in in twenty twenty three and maybe getting some more books of those characters
0: they do a Shazamli book for Christmas. Do you buy it um yeah, probably for the look back,
2: <laughs> but it was full of fucking jingle bells so, you know. So, <laughs>
1: Surprising is we all agreed that one Detective Comics issue where Robin was based, kidnapped so and like was tied up by the Joker during what Christmas. What is and
2: it's Christmas? Christmas. He's, it's 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 snowing outside. It's all about Robin getting out and playing against like, Joker. And it has nothing to do with Christmas trees and holly and all the bullshit about decorating
1: a tree. But the the family so that's in the so back were Christmas shopping, and Robin. he's the he he stole the car while they were Christmas shopping. Like that's
0: they have Paul, Christmas. your book.
1: My my uh, character is gonna be uh, Superman. Uh Mark Wade is uh basically taking over the character, it seems, with World's Finest and now you're <laughs> leading into Lazarus uh Planet and Batman versus Robin. Um I, I'm hoping that Superman has a really nice revival here. I'll uh, stop I think when Paul stops pissing me off, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think my, when I turn off uh, 40 in this year, be quiet. I think this is, I, I think, I think this is really the time in the year, if the year that I be, I stopped being a Batman fan and i become a Superman fan. I think it's finally happening. I, I think it's been uh, a teetering for a while, and I think this is uh, this is what sways me. I, I think I'm I'm just becoming an old man that just uh, is ready to embrace that he actually is a, he's more of a Superman fan than a Batman fan. Uh,
2: so my number two family book uh, is Superman Family, because it definitely seems like they are bringing a Superman family to the comic books this year. Um, definitely, with with how I've been enjoying um, <clears throat> World's Finest, uh, the book that you had us read, Paul, that was like all about the different Superman family books that mm-hmm. are going to be coming out this year. Um, yeah, Extra de-
1: Comics ten uh, fifty.
2: Yeah, I definitely was like, "Hey, this is the time maybe to jump on board" because it seems like there' there's some writers with some ideas for the Superman family uh books um but yeah, I'm definitely down for um jumping on board what was the there was a Superman book that was coming out was it coming out t- this week or
1: next week? I don't know ask Google buddy. Oh. <laughs> I, um, it yep. does seem like they... What, are, is this a, like, a comic book podcast? Like, we're supposed to know things about comic books? Uh, yeah, so but it's... There's, there's it's, a lot of comic books coming out, though.
2: <laughs> uh, Action Comics 1051. And it looks like it's all the Superboys, like, on the cover. Like, it looks... Looks interesting. Like, where it's gonna go. Oh, what does it say there? Oh, Power Girl Reborn.
0: Yeah, this is backup. Oh, Pop, Power Girl character hasn't really been around a lot, too, so... Chris, yes. which character is have, going to have a
1: uh, resurface, a uh, breakout year this year in 2023?
0: So everything you guys are saying about, like, big, bold, family-based characters uh, does feed into who I'm going to pick. Because I'm going with Green Arrow. Mm. Mr. Oliver Queen himself, because we do get a mm-hmm. new Green Arrow number one coming out in April of this year. Uh, After the crisis, well, the dark crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Green Arrow is missing, and it's up to his extended family to find out what happened to him. And the cover for this book, uh, this book being written by Joshua Williamson, uh, has the entire extended Green Arrow family on it with a bunch of his villains. So not only do you have Ollie on it, but you have. Black Canary. You have Connor Hawk, who has been popping up again in the DCU uh, continuity over in the Robin book that was coming out. You've got Roy. You have what looks like a comic book version of Diggle from the Arrow show. I guess they brought him into the comic book continuity. Uh, Mia Dearden is there. There's someone that looks like a Another Speedy in the background there. It might be Arrowette. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, But then you also have some villains there because you have Merlin, you have Count Vertigo, you got Peacemaker, Onomatopoeia is there. I'm expecting this to kind of be almost that uh, Judd Winnick, Kevin Smith, uh, the Brad Meltzer golden age of Green Arrow that made me a fan of this character coming back now um he's my pick
2: yeah and actually Uh, with josh williamson writing it who obviously can remembers how great those runs were especially with what he did with um nightwing so yeah i'm down for this i didn't realize that he was going to be taking over that character i would have put him on the list
0: i'm uh, I'm taking the picture I'm sending you guys Well, uh, you did when he said that the, all the gate books were...
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i did um, i said all fa- all dc family books and this seems like it's gonna be yeah,
1: a, that's a, it sounds like, like a dc a family, family book so you called it John Way also, to call i didn't
0: i didn't realize it until I just sent you guys the picture too in the background on the skyline behind the buildings is also a uh glowing green domino mask so I'm sure it's gonna have uh some green lantern popping up in there as well but guys, we talked about everything else that we talk about, so it's time to talk about beers again. Not beers that we're drinking currently, but maybe what we're going to be drinking because <clears throat> we always do our new beers resolutions. Yeah. So what uh, what are you going into the new year looking forward to or thinking about? And I already know John's gonna be talking about drinking all the beers. All beers. <laughs> Obvious. So, Obvious. Obvious.
2: Uh, well, my my thing all is all beers, uh, no fears. I'm gonna take all beers, all all the beers that I drink, and actually um, take the effort to actually check into them on untapped so I can keep an actual record of what I drank this year. Um, the few that I did check into were all ones that really hit a high note for me. Um, but when they did that year-end run on Untapped, they kind of give you the the greatest hits of how many you did. And I really only did a handful of beers. And I've only really done a handful of beers for the last couple years. But more is just a log for myself for when I do this podcast. I probably had a couple other beers that I really enjoyed but totally forgot about and didn't know that I checked into them. Um so that's kind of one of the things that I'm going to be doing this year is making sure that I check into uh these beers on Untappd to keep a keep a nice record of it for myself.
0: No, that's definitely something that I still do. If it's something that I buy and drink regularly, I might not check into it every time that I have it. Um example this cold IPA from clown shoes that I've had. I had one the other night, but I didn't check into it because I want to check into it now when I was talking about it just to get my thoughts together on it and then record it. But I do like having untapped, not as like a social media platform, even though um I do have friends on there. Like my friends that I work at Sprint with still use it and will check into their beers um i'll still get a cheers which is like a like or a thumbs up from super friend of the show ed like if he sees something that i'm drinking and it's not something that i need as like validation but it is nice to kind of have that like oh i'm drinking a beer like there's people that listen to the podcast that have friended me on there there's other random people from orlando that have followed me and will give me a cheers on beers that I'm checking into. So I'd like having it here just as a reminder, because there's times that I'll see a beer and be like, oh, I've had that before. Did I like it? And I I'll see did it. it's like, a
1: five out of five.
0: <laughs> I'll open up <laughs> tap and be like, oh, I drank that in that like two year period where I wasn't using it. Oh yeah. crap. I, I like having it there just as, a database for myself, more than anything else. So this is a good pick, John. Thank and you. Then, and then I can see what you're holding out on us, because maybe you won't you won't bring it to the table. But I can be like, "Oh, John gave this one a five. Uh, you tell us. Hey, I know
2: Yeah, I and I pretty much only drink for the podcast these days.
0: Okay, Mister. Oh, I was on a call with the guys from Sloop. Oh, I'm talking about these beers. Mm. I was on a call with them. I didn't drink it. Highly doubt it.
1: Well, I'm going to go the complete opposite of John. Then, Mister, <laughs> I only drink for the podcast. Uh, I'm <laughs> Paul's going to keep my- drink
0: more. Paul's, <laughs> Paul's drinking all the beers this year. That's what it is. Pretty much it.
1: Uh, like I, I actually already started, and uh, I'm just going to try to keep my beer fridge filled and filled not in the way that i have been which is like with beers that i'm not touching because i'm just waiting for a certain day where i'll finally like allow myself to drink that beer and i have worked through during a couple blizzards and snowed in days that we've had <laughs> like to get through all of some of those beers uh but actually keep it filled with beers that i just enjoy drinking just as a like hey i'm gonna grab a beer like when I have a beer with dinner, let me grab a beer from the basement. So um like right now I on the I have a uh, Rec League from Harpoon. I have Alagosh White from um, I forgot it's out of, oh yeah. Alagosh. <laughs> oh it's in the name. Um I also wanna pick up like a like a dragon's milk, or you know, like a, one of the founders, depending on that, you know, uh, founders flavors.
2: Hey, all day, all day hazes right now, Paul. You like that last year? Yeah.
1: No, no. I mean, like a uh, imperial like a KBS, like a KBS. Oh. You know, uh, I flavors. saw
0: on their Instagram today that they were like bottling like a cherry KBS. Not, we got it. it. Oh my! I, I still haven't seen the French toast one.
1: I, I have. Like the every toast. time I go to
0: the beer store, nothing. I,
1: I still have the uh the fudge one and I had that already like recently so I didn't want to pick that up again especially for like 23 bucks. Um drink the backwards bastard french toast. Oh, it's it backwards bastard french toast. Okay. I didn't, I thought it was KBS uh french toast, but you know like in a, you know something big and dark and kind of like hey, I just want to drink something like really like just indulge like having that in my fridge and then like having a Like not a really big juicy IPA. Like uh, (laughs) last time I had the just a two two X pack, like in my fridge, and I worked through that. So um, not worked through, but enjoyed that. But I was like, I wish with a wrench instead of wrench set, I could just get wrench in that like twelve pack. Like, and that's what I'm talking about. Keeping. Hmm. Twelve pack. I haven't seen. I only see the wrench set, so um, but that's what I'm talking about, keeping, like, some 12-packs in the fridge and maybe one or two other, like, four-packs or six-packs in there that I can enjoy and keep those that kind of, like, in the rotation but have those standards in the beer fridge, always stocked. So when people come over, it's not like, oh, you want a beer? Yeah, I have one of these. One of these, one of these, and one of these, and they're all different styles, all different flavors. Like nobody can, like nobody can have two beers of anything or three beers of one thing, because I just don't have that. That's not what I've had in my beer fridge. It's always been like just a one or two random things that have been left <laughs> over. So
2: who are all these people you're inviting over? Because you never invite me over.
1: Uh, it's usually my in-laws that are over. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're welcome anytime you want to come over, John. I don't know. Just,
0: but also there, you can only drink the beers out of like a bills, like travel mug with a straw. Cause okay. I remember, I don't remember what it was, but wasn't your like father-in-law, like drinking a beer out of, maybe I'm thinking back to, like another family thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't, Remember, Maybe it was a my family thing, and I've. I i do not The only time I ever drank
1: beer out of a straw was like in college, and like when I. Well, wasn't you? When, I, I so. would just bring beer into my class and then just drink it out of a like cup.
2: What I mean, it sounds like something that Kate's brother was doing for a while.
0: Oh, well, I would believe Joe did that.
2: I drink, uh, I drink all my beer out of a straw now because it gets me drunk faster. <laughs> Give me your
0: cans. It <laughs> okay. was a time where he was like collecting like the you can, to it, like, your bottle can caps. tops. Yeah, oh, bottle caps. caps. That's what it was.
1: No, I don't remember any of this. Is this uh-huh. a bit? Am I supposed to run with it? I'm sorry. No, not not at all. This was nothing <laughs> that actually happened.
2: You were collecting your bottle caps to give to your brother in law, right? You were keeping them in a bowl in the cupboard, and cool. he would take them for recycling. And he can make money off of them. I, Chris and I are on the same thing. That As, told uh, we I remember S8 saying
1: beer this. cans for you, John, because you were doing something with them to for to, for your wedding.
2: Those growlers. Yeah, those pieces. Growlers on the tables, boot But our boutonnieres were were a. Our, uh, yeah, but we actually re- we reached out to the breweries and got.
1: Mine is from Smutty Nose. know was Founders. Yes. <clears throat> mine was Lagany? I put mine on my Christmas tree every year. Nice. You know why? Because nice. I love Christmas, John. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> and I think about you, about you every time I decorate my tree and every time I take down my tree I think of you. And Chris, every time I take down my tree and put on my tree, I think of you. When I put up those uh, the Star Wars cookie ornaments now, and I also thought of you before that. When I put up the tangled, well, when I have Kate put the tangled ornament that
0: we got together, and that girl was so sassy to me. I don't yeah, remember that, well, her being those. sassy. I remember like buying ornaments at the the World Disney store at uh Disney, Disney Springs. Disney Springs, yep. The World of Disney, and I, I remember was, her like, being sassy though. Oh, she she
1: I, gave me some sass, and it was wonderful. I was it, like.
2: Not being allowed to hide the pickle ornament on Paul's tree anymore.
1: Yeah, because he
0: like put it inside of a different ornament.
2: <laughs> I was supposed to hide it.
1: I hid it.
0: All I remember and t- really nope. took away from that vacation was uh vacation girlfriend. Oh well, yeah, she who's who's still there. Last time I went what to is... uh, Regular right. Road, her name was also Kate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know. I have that. I have that. Maybe that's why I like Superman. I also have that uh, weird complex where he has to date people with, uh, like, uh, 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 same else. initials. Yeah. yeah. Else. Uh, else. I can only uh, like people named Kate.
0: Hey, yo. Hey, yo. My New Beer's resolution. Um, there's still a bunch of breweries in Orlando that I've been aware of that I just have not gone to. Um, and they're supposed to be pretty good because the one time I went to Broken Stings Brewing, I took a different way home and I went past a different brewery, uh, Hourglass Brewing. There is also Tactical Brewing. I haven't been by there. Supposed to be really good. So, I'm going to make a effort to stop by some of these other breweries that I haven't been to because I know the breweries that I like and I constantly go back to them. Even if it's just to go and get lunch or like a drink on my day off, I, I should be brushing out a little bit more than I have, like supporting that local craft beer scene, because it is something that I love and something that, I should be experiencing. So I'm making the promise to myself and to the podcast that for the next couple of weeks, I will be going to new and different breweries to get beers for the show. Um, and if I happen to stop by somewhere like Ellipsis, which just had their fourth anniversary and all those beers were uh, Final Fantasy VII themed, you know, it happens because obviously i need to drink those um but yeah i need to check out some of the other places because i have really enjoyed everything else that i have had down here from ellipsis or sideward or broken strings or even hourglass like a place that i've only or not hourglass i apologize home a place that i've been once and it was it was solid like i i should go back again
2: I was always surprised that you weren't a bigger fan of red light, red light.
0: Uh, when I did go back to red light, red light, maybe two months ago. Now I did have a better experience. And I do think some of that might've been the first time that we went there. We, we had drank a lot. And by the time I, that like we got there, I was maybe done with it. Cause the one beer that I well, I had it like three last time I was there. Um, but the one that was like aged in like mezcal barrels and it was like, yeah, like I want more of this, except it was super high ABV and I wanted to drink something else after that. So I didn't. Um, but yeah, definitely something I need to do just so I can have something new to bring to the table and maybe a new favorite brewery. Who knows? We'll see.
1: Hey, Sounds and cool. we will see whether or not you stick with us in 2023 listeners <laughs> we got a lot of fun stuff coming up in 2023 um i'm going to promote it one more time i've done one video 43 minutes in was a tester over on twitch.com or twitch.tv um where i'm going to try to playing through my steam library i have over uh, does this
0: mean on- you're playing mass effect again no because that's oh, on origins that's on origins uh, oh is origins still a thing Yep. Okay. Well, it's
1: still, I still can boot it up and play my games off of it, so I guess it hey, is. Hey, at least,
0: at least it's not Stadia.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have over 250 games on that, on Steam. I'm going to try to get through them. I'm starting with uh, Age of Empires 3, because I'm going alphabetical. <laughs> and, but it's not always going to be alphabetical, because, you know, the, the reasons. Uh so check that out. There's yeah. one video saved uh, up there.
0: I don't uh, know if it's any good. I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to check it out. And oh, you know what, you. Paul? I'm, I'm going to make an effort to, <coughs> to stream as well, because I set all that stuff up. I, <laughs> I haven't. So there's there's nothing stopping me. Uh, know,
1: email us, hey. bagnaboardcast at gmail.com. Follow us over on Facebook, Twitter, Bagnaboard.
0: Any other shameless plugs? <laughs> Listen to my other podcast, Parks and Rec. It's about Disney and Universal stuff. People aren't watching or listening to it. Do that.
1: Get hungry by listening to Bag and Boardcast Barbecue Boys.
2: Barbecue Boys, I forgot about the barbecue Boys.
1: <clears throat> be really nerdy and read books with us uh, with Word of Books with Runs. That's coming back and we're gonna be doing uh, Chamber of Secrets pretty soon.
2: So oh, we should also like for, for bag and board bites, like choose a like choose something to smoke and then smoke it share it with each other, and then have the conversation about
1: it. Can we get to hang out in person? Yeah. What? I, I, and that's I, such I, a I, trick because you guys know they don't talk to me before the show.
0: I just want to say, oh, we, still need to, we still need to figure out, I will be there in like three months. We still need to figure out what we're going to do for that.
1: Dude, I sent you guys YouTube videos. I'm very excited for you guys to plan. Where's the, the Google Doc?
2: It's the Ollie's, Ollie's Chili Cook-Off.